Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I'll talk about the importance of letting your horses know that you like them and that they can count on you for support no matter what the situation. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Today I'd like to talk to you about a concept that might seem kind of obvious, but often we accidentally put to the side. And that's the idea of making sure that your horse knows that you like them. So, and I know, as I said, it sounds obvious, like why would anyone even have a horse if they don't like their horse? But there can be ways that we inadvertently kind of give that horse the sense that they aren't really up to speed, that they're not really what we want or that their performance isn't right. And depending on the temperament of your horse, this can create huge problems. When I was working with racehorses off the track, one of the trainers told me early on at the track that he was retiring a filly. She was about three years old, really nice horse. He was retiring her at a young age, even though there were other race trainers who would try her because he said that she wasn't going to be any good at it. And she didn't quite know that yet. Like she had lost her first two or three races but she was a pretty confident little filly and she just still thought she was super awesome. So she would show up at the track every day feeling good about herself. But he said another trainer would probably get frustrated with her, let her know that she wasn't performing up to par. And he said, that's the kind of thing that makes a horse stop trying. They'll stop trying at the track, but they'll also stop trying at their next job. So I always remembered that. I thought that was an interesting concept that some horses, when they're performing, they're extra sensitive to whether or not you are supporting them. So I wanted to give you a very particular example of this. I was watching a clinic with a really terrific clinician who's a stockman as well as a great horseman. And the clinic was a cow working clinic. And I'm not going to tell you the name of the clinician because I was just auditing the clinic and this was my interpretation of what was happening. So just in case maybe that's not the way the clinician would have characterized it, I'd like to keep it anonymous for now. But he's just a great clinician. And the cow working clinics that he puts on are a little bit different. They're designed to be small so that the people who are learning how to work the cattle or even experienced people who are more advanced can really get a lot of one-on-one attention. It's particularly good clinic if your horse is a little uncertain about cows or new to cows. And uh, it's very just hands-on and it's great to watch. Like you get so much out of it. So I was watching and there were maybe about eight people in the class. And one of them was this really nice young cowboy. I would say he was maybe in his, maybe in his mid twenties at the latest. And he had this little chestnut mare, sorrel mare, I guess you'd say she was clearly cutting horse bread. So, um, sorrel would be the right word. And she was, I would say she was maybe about five or six years old and had a really kind of pretty way to her nice confirmation and kind of one of those faces where you could see she was super, what we would say sensitive or really aware of her situation. Uh, she was paying attention as best she could, but she also was maybe a, a mare that got a little bit nervous in certain situations, a little too much stimulation or whatever. And, uh, the young cowboy, again, very nice guy, not somebody who was in any way wanting to be a jerk or be difficult with his horse, but he kept telling the clinician that the mare was bred well 
to do cow work, but she just wasn't very, very talented at it. And he was a little frustrated with her. And he'd say, you know, she'll kind of come up to one, but then at the last minute she kind of ducks out or I don't quite know why she won't listen to my leg. And it's just doesn't make sense. I don't think she has any, any real talent for it, even though she's supposed to. And the clinician, again, very, very kind of classic cowboy, very quiet, not the kind of guy to give you a lot of uh, verbal, verbal feedback. So he just kind of nodded and he was like, well, go ahead in there and maybe, maybe sort one a little bit and see what comes up. So the cowboy would go in with his young horse and um, they would get in the kind of in the middle of the roe deer and the, the mare would get anxious. And I, I was watching her and I could tell uh, maybe it was my own just background that I've had when I've tried to learn new things. I could tell the mare was really concerned about making a mistake. Like she was really afraid to do the wrong thing. And those of you who've worked with uh, performance horses, you probably recognize that. Some horses just really have that, just like people. And I also sympathize because that's the same kind of look I get on my face or the way I act when I have to do something like learn how to dance. Like I just get totally like, don't make me dance, please. I'm going to make a mistake. Or if I have to back up a really big trailer, that's just not my favorite thing. And I immediately freeze up, assume I'm going to make a mistake and take out half the cars in the parking lot or whatever. So, so I, I empathized with her when I saw her just kind of go up to the cows and then the cowboy who was riding her again, nice guy, but you could feel him and see him anticipating that she wasn't going to do it quote, right. Like she was going to make a mistake. And so he was trying to basically say to her, do it right this time. Don't do it wrong. Don't do it wrong. And she was taking it really to heart. She was really concerned. So the cowboy who was teaching, the clinician who was teaching, he's watching all of this. And, uh, and I was watching it and I'm like, how is the clinician going to help this young cowboy support his horse? So I could tell like, if, if the clinician were to say, Hey, you're being a little rough mentally on the horse, you're not doing anything wrong with how you're riding, but you're being a little rough with her mentally that the cowboy probably wouldn't take that too well. That's just not the kind of way that you talk to each other around a roe deer if you're two cowboys. It's a little too uh, touchy-feely. It's a little too maybe something like what your mom would tell you. So you won't be able to hear it, right? The cowboy wouldn't have been able to hear that advice. And uh, so what the, what the clinician did instead was every time the cowboy would go back for his turn, so everybody in the class was taking turns going in and out of the roe deer, he would wait for the cowboy to kind of get like, let's say within eight steps of the roe deer. And then he would just make some really low key comment about the mare, like before they got super started, like he would say something like just almost as if he was saying it to himself, like, boy, you know, I, I really like the way the mare kind of stepped in and looked over there at that red cow. And that's all he'd say. He wouldn't, he wouldn't kind of beat the point to death. He would just sort of say, or the next time he might say, ah, look at her. Like you all, y'all look at this little mare. She may be kind of green to the cows, but, uh, look at how careful she is with her feet. Well, I bet she's gonna, she's gonna do pretty well with this one day. And then that was it. Then he would just go back to directing, you know, the cow clinic or whatever. And, uh, by about the third or fourth time, the cowboy, he was starting to, as he as he rode the mare up into, into the rodeer, he was starting to anticipate that he was about to hear something low key 
cowboy compliment way about his mare from a clinician he really respected. And you could see it changing his posture a little bit. And the mare started to be maybe not quite, quite so nervous coming up. And the clinician then started to maybe have them do slightly different things. And so he might have him come in at a different angle and say, oh, I'd really like to see how Yumer handles this. Some horses, they, they don't take to it too well, but maybe she could come in at this angle. It'd be really neat to see if she could do that. And of course, he would choose something that the mare would naturally be well set up to do. Maybe the way she was walking in, the way her body was bent, you know, naturally bending at that moment, the clinician would say, I want you to go for, for that cow over there in the corner. One that would be most likely that the mare could approach easily from her position. So there'd maybe be this sense of a two or three smoother steps. And then, of course, the clinician would praise that. He'd go, oh, she made some nice steps there. You should give her pet her son. She, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And uh, so over the course of the, the, the three-day clinic, by the third day, that mare started to get more confidence, not because she speaks English and can understand what the clinician was saying, but because her rider was starting to take to heart that maybe she just had a little bit, maybe needed a little bit different way to learn things, but that she was a really good horse. Like this clinician was saying that he really, he kind of liked her and he was paying those compliments in a way that the cowboy could hear which in turn changed how the cowboy even sat on the horse, just little things like that. And the mare felt that. And by the end of it, he was actually giving her a lot more praise himself. He was petting her more. And that mare, she just flowered. She just flowered. It was really amazing to see. But if the clinician had, as I said, kind of overdone it and said, now son, you need to like, you need to pet this little mare and you need to be nicer to her. And all of that, I don't think the cowboy would have been in any way able to hear that. But these little low-key compliments here and there, maybe talking about something technical, the clinician adopted this tone as if, hey, you know, you know this insider terminology, son. You're, you know, you're a real cowboy. You know how, you know what I'm saying. So he didn't, it wasn't something necessarily, I think, that the other uh, riders in the clinic or even maybe many of the auditors was catching. But I was just, I was really... I was really impressed by that. And they had completely changed their relationship within three days, thanks to this very skillful, very low-key direction from the clinician that I don't think maybe anyone really knew what was going on, except the teacher and maybe one or two of us in the audience who've worked with sensitive horses like that. So I just kind of wanted to plant that seed. You Maybe you're a show rider. Maybe you do dressage or barrels or whatever it is that you do with your horse. And you can be a really good rider and a great competitor, but it really helps to let your horse know that you're on their team, you're on their side. And even if they're not having the perfect performance, that you're going to support them and you're going to find the good thing that they're doing in that moment. You know, maybe you went in to the dressage ring and your horse kind of spooked coming up the center line, but then they did two or three really good circles. And you're going to keep that in your head when you leave the ring. So that horse always leaves a winner. And again, I'd like to stress that this young cowboy was in no way being a jerk or being rough or being mean to his horse, nothing like that. He just was a little frustrated. That emotion was enough to color how he rode, how he approach the task in the clinic of going into the rodeer and the filly just felt for sure she was going to make a mistake and that that her rider maybe was going to be mad at her even if to her just him not maybe petting her was a was a problem 
So these horses, they're, they're big creatures, but they're super sensitive, kind of like people. And it's, it's always a good thing when you can kind of take that into account. And no matter what's been going on with your ride, if you and your horse make a change together, that you be sure to praise that horse and also let the horse leave as if they've won the biggest jackpot in the world. I hope you've enjoyed this little story of my interesting experience auditing a clinic, and I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening.